0: Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your
1: limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co host, Jason Mefford.
0: And I am Kathy Groover. We are so happy to be back with you. Hey, Jason, I know we've talked before. I'm a huge fan of Eckhart Tolle. I love his stuff. I've read all his books. I studied with him in person. I did a six-month program where I got to actually be with him in person a couple of times. And you know, I did a little uh little five part video program with him the other night on manifestation. And I know we've talked about that before. We had Victoria Gallagher on and that this getting what you want and projecting, you know, those desires into the future and getting them is something we've talked about before. And in his program, he had a quote that we are often confusing what is happening in our minds with reality. And that jumped out at me because, you know, he has said on numerous occasions, it's not so much our circumstance that caused the stress and the unhappiness. It's our narrative in our head around that. So I thought we'd uh, talk about that today, about how our thoughts are affecting things. And uh, Yeah. And of- I,
1: I think that's great. I love that. I love that quote because, you know, so much of the time actually one thing i i was told and this is kind of a little bit more esoteric too but it but it kind of comes back into this of you know if you try to think your way through life you will be lost and and i think this is this is one of those things you know if we think about our head our heart our gut and we can get into that probably in another another episode but you know so much of the time we're taught that everything happens in our brain it doesn't all happen in our brain. Okay. And, and what ends up happening, you know, so much of the time is our brain actually tricks us. Right. I mean, you know, that, you know, this being, you know, entertainment magician kind of background too. Right. As far as, I mean, there's a reason why sleight of hand and magic are illusions. Right. Right. Yeah. We're able to trick the brain into seeing or not seeing certain things, right? I mean, that's the whole craft behind, behind magic is, you know, doing some of the things so people don't, don't see yep. <laughs> what you're actually doing, right? That's the craft in the trick, yep. um, and so, of course, why would we also not get tricked in our brain? in other stuff that goes on too. Even if we're not sitting in front of a magician watching a show, your brain will still trick you yep. <laughs> and not not provide to you or give you what is actually happening in reality. And if yeah. you try to think your way through it to understand it, sometimes you just get lost. You know, you well, start going around in your head.
0: I was just gonna say, we start to tell those stories, right? So this, you know, I remember a friend of mine coming into my massage office and he goes my wallet was stolen and i went oh my god your wallet was stolen he goes well i can't find it (laughs) and i went whoa, okay wait those are two really different things like was it well of course i
1: couldn't have lost it
0: Right. Was it stolen or can you not find it? You know, and, and that's what his brain did. It was hilarious. And then when I you know pointed out the difference, he actually started laughing. And he goes, I lose stuff all the time. But he just had that. You know, we've talked about this before this reactivity. Of, it's good, it's a mess. Oh, it's right there. You know? Our brain tricks us because our of those thoughts give us our identity. It's our ego going, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And the other good. The other great point he had in this little series is that we are human beings. We are this human part that thinks, that goes to work, that puts on our pants, that has relationships, and then we are this being aspect of it. And we have to have both. We can't sit around being all the time. This is what the monks do and the, you know, the people, the the hermits, and that's probably not our calling. I know it's not mine. Uh, So how do we find that balance of the being and the doing? And I, I, I talk to clients about this all the time because we're so into the doing. I'm Capricorn, doing, 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 doing. We have to do, we have to pay the rent. We have to pay the mortgage. We have to raise the kids. We have to do all the stuff. So how can we find that being in that doing? And that is such a hard balance.
1: Yeah, because they're, they're, they're two different things, right? That again, a lot of people don't think about. That's why we're called human beings, not human doers. Right, but, it, but, but for most of us, the being is is actually the hardest work yeah. to learn how to do that, especially after we've been so used to doing, 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 doing all the time. Yeah. But, but let's kind of get back, you know, because can, our mind is confusing, you know, uh. what's actually happening versus reality. And I heard you use the word circumstance, right? Is so much of the time we, we look around and there are certain circumstances that are happening that we're making stories about right we're interpreting based on our beliefs based on our identity and that may not actually be what's what's going on right yep so so you know how how do we kind of separate because because i know a lot of times people they get stuck in their circumstance right which again is why eckhart was talking about this in manifestation right so much of the time we end up getting stuck and we're like, Oh, well, I don't have the money, so I can't. Well, that's playing by circumstance. Uh-huh. Right. As opposed to, well, is that the reality? Yeah. And and I know people will say, well, look, here's my bank statement. I only have $42 in my bank account. That's a fact. Oh, uh-huh. well, is it <laughs> from a manifestation perspective? No, not necessarily. Right. Right. Um, But, but, you know, how do we, how do we kind of move from just getting stuck in our circumstances to being more open to possibilities or seeing a reality that could be different than the story we're telling ourselves.
0: Yeah, I think so much of it is staying present. And he talks about that also, you know, let's, let's use the example, you're sitting in traffic, right, you're on the 405 you have to get somewhere. The reality is, you're sitting in traffic. But what is your brain doing fuck I should have left 15 minutes earlier and I knew this was going to happen and had my daughter not needed to feed the cat because I told her to do it or right. I'm going to be late for my meeting and I, you know that's the story we're telling. It's the story that's creating all that stress. The reality is I'm sitting in traffic. Mm-hmm. That's it period. And it's the stories that our brain goes, oh, you better get upset about that, which Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body, which is that uncomfortable feeling that gets triggered when this kind of thing happens. You know, if we stop that narrative, if we stop that dialogue in our head and we just stay present, all we know is we're sitting in our car. It's that dwelling on the past and projecting into the future that causes the stress, causes the problems.
1: Well, and at that point, that's, that's the option again, where we have to be able to change our story, right? Instead of Instead of getting all angry about, oh, you know, my daughter needed this. And so I had to, you know, I ended up leaving late. What if you just stop and go, hey, well, I'm sitting in traffic. I got a great, you know, audio book on, or I get more time to listen to the radio or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you happen to be doing and focus on that present moment as opposed to, you know, bringing all those, those emotions from the past into where you're at in the present.
0: Yeah, and maybe that does inform the future. You know, we're having tons of construction here in Santa Barbara, and I have a client that has to go from Carpinteria up to Santa Barbara. He normally leaves; he gives himself twenty minutes. It's fine. He's recognized that because of all the construction, he was so late for his first appointment. We barely had time to do anything. So now he does recognize. Okay, I need to leave forty minutes, not twenty. So that. That experience does inform the future. You don't want to keep repeating that over and over again. You don't want to be on the 405 every day going, I'm late again. You know, we have to we have to grow and evolve and adjust. And that comes through having that pain, if we will, of crap. There's construction. I have to leave earlier. But we can't get we can't get stuck in that that narrative in our brains. That's what's going to get us in trouble. That's that rumination on things that is pulling us away from this present moment. And how often have we lost something right now because we're so worried about something in the future or so still dwelling on something from the past that we're missing what's actually happening right now? You know, someday they might leave me. Okay. But they're sitting in front of you right now. And you're ruining this moment by projecting that someday it might be different, you know, and that's sad. And I've done that too, where, you know, I've glommed onto the cat because I know we have to put it to sleep in two days but it's with me right there. Like don't project to the lost part of it. Stay present with that animal while you have it or the whatever it and sitting in front of you.
1: Well, it happens all the time. I mean, we, you know, one of the terms that I like to use is that, that I think describes it well is most of us go through life in a hypnotic state. Now, hypnotic states are good in, in doing certain work. I mean, you're sure. a hypnotist. You, you understand that. I understand it. I do it on myself all the time, mm-hmm. right? So there's a good thing of being in a hypnotic state, but what tends to happen is people are in a hypnotic state going through life, either hypnotizing themselves about the past or about the future. Yeah. And what ends up happening is people wake up at the end of their life or midlife. That's why midlife crises happen and go, What the fuck? Right? I I missed all of these things that uh-huh. were that were going on, right? And so, like you said, is as opposed to, you know, worrying about having to put the cat down, just enjoy the cat for the two days, right? Mm -hmm. Because those are going to be memories again, that you can go back to. If you're worried about putting it down, you're not present with the cat for the two days. Do you think you might have some regrets afterwards? Like, ah, I should have just held the cat more.
0: Yeah. I had a, I had a (laughs) client named Dorothy. Um, I started working with her when she was 90 she was a hoot. I talk about her in one of my books. I she was just, she did a She did a strip tease at her own 85th birthday and she wore tons of makeup and she was just this vibrant, like red hats. And I mean, she was hilarious. All she wanted to talk about was sex. She'd tell me about her lover. She was, I mean, she was just a hoot. And I, this was when I still did like house calls and I was doing a lot of more like geriatric massage. So I showed up at her house one day and she said, I want a red couch. And I went, okay. So I am having this custom red couch made. And I went, okay. But there was a part of me that went you're 92. Why in the world are you spending like eight grand on a red couch when you're probably going to die soon? And this was complete, <laughs> no, but I mean, serious, this was complete ignorance of my part. I was, this was years ago. Um, and then I thought about it more and I'm like, you know what? If she has the fucking couch for 10 minutes, good for her. You know, or somebody who knows their terminal, who goes, you know, buys themselves a diamond ring because they've always wanted it. If they have that diamond ring for 15 minutes and that makes them happy and that's what they want in the world to fulfill that aspect of their lives, who cares how long it's going to last? We have no idea how long it's going to last. So enjoying this present moment, whatever that means to you, whatever you want to put in that present moment with you, I think that's the key to it. And not projecting into this, well, I'm only going to have it for two days. Who take it for two days? Enjoy it for two days.
1: Well, and it's one of those, you know, um, we never know, we never know. Right. And so again, I mean, sometimes one of the, one of the things that our mind does to, to trick us is in thinking that we have a bunch of time. Uh We don't necessarily have a bunch of time, right? We do so far. I woke up, I got out of bed today. I know I got today, at least this part of today I have, right? Will I wake up tomorrow? I don't know. I hope so. I'm planning on it. That's my intention, Yep. but we don't know. Right. right. And, and that kind of goes back to that hypnotic state that sometimes we always think um, that there's more time, yep. but tomorrow never comes, right. It's a great line from a song. Tomorrow never comes. Credence, mm-hmm. Clearwater Revival. It's always today. Yep. It's never tomorrow. Yep. And, and, you know, at, at different times, I mean, I saw this with my mother, you know, of always, you know, working hard, having the career, I'm going to travel when we, when I retire, and then she retires and has cancer and five years later is dead. Right. right. So we don't know, you know, one of my high school friends, you know, same thing is, you know, he'd lost his father just a few months ago, literally, And all of a sudden, you know, this week, he finds out that his mother's cancer has come back, it's malignant throughout her whole body. She probably only has a few days to live. Wow. Right. So again, it's like, we think we have time, but do we really have time? Right. So why not live life to the fullest? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, do the things that that you want to do that make you happy, whether that's a red couch, whether that's getting a diamond ring, mm-hmm. whether it's sitting around and petting the cat, yep. you know, whatever it is, because we don't know how much time we have. So live life to the fullest. Yep. You know that the, the Tim McGraw song, live like you were dying, you know, came into my mind a couple of weeks ago, again, as I was thinking, I did, did some posts on it. But, you know, if we lived our life more like that, yep. because that's one of the ways that your brain tricks you. Oh yeah. And that's, that's why people end up having regrets so much of time in life.
0: Yeah. Or you save that thing. We just watched, um, don't look up the other night, which that's was a an great, incredibly great good movie. Show. Oh, but what gosh. made me so sad, let's see if I can do this uh, crying. Cause I tried to talk about this last night and burst into tears. Nope. Here it comes. Ah, eh, I've cried on the show before. What made me so sad was the last scene where they broke out the good wine and they're finally talking and they're, they had the good China. Why are you fucking waiting? Like why well, are we not be- living like that all the time? Break up be- the lingerie and the china and the good yep. wine and the, you know.
1: And, and because that was that was to me the climax of the movie, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, and 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 the 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 line was we always had everything. Yep. We always had everything. Yep but they weren't taking the time to do that and to have that meal and and spend that time together everybody was off doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and never thinking about it and that's a it's a great great reminder to all of us right? is is if you want to if you want to have a more fulfilled life live like you were dying yep and and that this could be your last day you know i when I, i was still you know pretty early in my career but one of the one of the executives who was mentored me a little bit, he was, um, he was getting ready to retire. So we were at an executive retreat. It was just he and me and him in the bar and we were talking and, and I said, you know, Tom, you know, you're, you're going to be, you know, retiring soon. What is it that you, that you want to do kind of like, you know, what's your bucket list kind of thing. Uh And I remember he turned to me and he said, you know, Jason, I have lived, An amazing life, a life of no regrets. And I don't need to do anything else. Now his plan was, you know, again, retire, leave LA, go back to Kansas where he was at, just hang out at the golf course, country club, play golf every day, enjoy his friends. But he didn't wait until that point in his life. You know, we... So much of the time, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, uh-huh. you know, don't live a life of shoulda, woulda, coulda,
0: Yep.
1: right? Live a life of no regret. Yep. And that's, that's what he did. And that really kind of, you know, stuck with me, um, you know, especially with the experience of my mother, you know, and, and, some of the things like that of, I, I don't, I don't do it well all the time, uh-huh. but I keep reminding myself to live life today. Because we don't know if we have tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and so much our brain, you know, our brain gets in the way of that. It pulls us out of this present and and tricks us into thinking we have all the time, or we don't have any time, or you know, it's just you know, it's going back to the quote, you know, we confuse what's happening in our mind with what is reality. And one thing that, when you said you know, there's only today, there is no tomorrow. Something that Eckhart told a story he tells all the time is when he was living in the UK, there was one pub he really liked, and there was a sign on the door of the pub that said free beer tomorrow. And he said inevitably every day that he was sitting in there, somebody would show up and go, I'm here for my free beer. And the owner would go, Well no, come back tomorrow. And the guy's like, No, I was here yesterday. And the bartender goes, Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the free beer. (laughs) It's today now. And it's just that's so great. And the people actually went, I'm gonna go back for the beer. No, not realizing, well, it's not tomorrow. It's today now. There is no ever tomorrow. So I just I love and he always chuckles and I love his little laugh. So
1: Well, it's it's, like I said, it's it's just a good reminder because, like you said, your brain does trick you. Now you know it's trying to trick you, so just Uh you know, do some of these things to to see what the reality is right around you. And one of those great things is just to be present, live live in the present moment, enjoy, uh, and do everything that you can now because. Like you said, your brain's trying to trick you that either you have a ton of time or you don't have any time. Yeah. Reality is you just have
0: mm-hmm. what is right. Well, and you can, you can ask the question is this real or is this my brain telling me that? And like you said, it's the optical illusion, it's the magician. Is it the, the woman's all she's not really being sawed in half? <laughs> what? We're, Is that why
1: there's not a whole bunch of blood coming out of the bottom? That's
0: why there's still people that have magicians assistants because I think the job would have burned out long ago <laughs> if you were actually really being. So but it's a, it's an illusion and that's what our brain wants to trick us into doing. So, yeah. Oh, I love this conversation. Cool. Yeah. Take the pause, ask the question, all that good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yay. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com.
1: And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week live like you were dying however whatever from this episode that uh, inspires you to live a better life you on the next episode of the fire and earth podcast see ya see
0: ya